Hello and welcome to episode number 243 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Uh, good, I enjoyed that one. I enjoyed uh, you clearly not knowing the number of the podcast <laughs> just before you said it. it yeah, it's like <laughs> one, of the, one of these numbers that are high that's like, I'm just waiting for 250 at this point, yeah. got to be honest. Um, like always, I'm, I'm always, I always have that anticipation because I don't know what it is. And, mm. and this week I could tell you were the same. <laughs> yeah, one of these weeks you're going to be like, oh yeah, we actually hit 250, nice. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, you'll um, be like, oh, 254. I'm like, when did that happen? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure that happened for like, 200 or something um but yeah we're getting there um we're getting to the magic number 250 which hopefully will see us through the return of the cinema in the uk as things Good slowly year, start to become unlocked down anymore um mm. but we, we've still got the rest of april to get through very slow month april we can um, we can get haircut now yeah that's true <laughs> um we can go out and get pissed but we can't watch any films yet so mm. that makes a lot of sense um but yeah we are here to discuss a new horror film that just yeah. came out on demand uh, called Honeydew, um, which we will get to very shortly. Uh, but first, as always, kicking off the news. There's not really too much news this week, just a few little ones here. Um, the first one's a very nice one. It's a show that we keep talking about in the news as they keep kind of drip-feeding us casting announcements. Um, <laughs> and this is the lo- probably the last one we're going to talk about, really, because I feel like at this point they've got everyone we wanted. Um, so it's the Chucky TV series. Um obviously coming later this year very much excited for it we discussed like the original casting announcement and obviously they had um you know everyone you'd want there brad and jennifer and then they added fiona i think even last week um and we were saying like oh there's still a couple more cameos to get in there well uh courtesy of sci-fi this week um we have new confirmation so um both alex vinson and christina lease will be reprising their franchise roles in chucky the tv show um of course alex plays andy um in the original movie and obviously the sequel um and then christine plays kyle andy's foster sister who was first introduced in child's play 2 um yeah that's crazy because when when has she appeared in the franchise since I believe it's only the, I believe it was like the mid credits tease at the end of Cult of Chucky. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Where kind of. I, yeah, you I, have like the Andy stuff as well. Yeah, because obviously yeah. Andy gets sent the doll at the end of the movie before Cult of Chucky, right? And then <laughs> I think yes. that's right. Because yes. then obviously Cult of Chucky is all sent in the mental asylum, but then we have the kind of side story where Andy has the own Chucky that he's fighting. And he yeah. essentially like chops its head off and has it in like a torture device 24 seven basically and yeah then he he, he, yeah definitely but to my knowledge he obviously ends up going to the asylum and then it ends with him basically trapped there with a shit ton of chucky dolls yeah i think that was the mid credits that like she's now come back to basically help him yeah yeah so she like goes to his house and she's like Mm. oh andy called me the fun's about to start and she has like a knife to chucky and that's and then it says like her name like they add her name to the credit end which is really cool but so yeah she's barely she's been in like eight seconds of it um so that's awesome like you say but it's just it's all tying together beautifully like we wanted obviously this was the show that the initial announcement god what at least two years ago now i was so excited kind of all but confirmed what we won and that Mm. it is that, that this has to be a continuation it has to be. It'd be like, ridiculous if it wasn't. Why else would like, you bring all these people bother? back? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like, that's you know, that's what I hope, and and that that's just awesome news. I think, um, you know, they're, they're doing a great job with this cast announcement as well. You know, it's very similar to what Rob did with um, mm. Free from Hell. You know, we've you know we've talked about it for three weeks on the podcast now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, and, and other people will be. It's getting multiple articles. You know, bloody disgusting. All these other places. You know, I think it kind of 
it, it's doing what it you know needs to do to get people get people hyped for it and and get that name out there i wonder like I'm super jazzed because I love the last movie and I wanted to see the mm-hmm. story continued. But like, <laughs> I don't know how on earth you sell this to like no, general that's, consumers. That's the thing, like, you know, they're like, oh yeah, you just got to watch like seven movies, then you can watch this TV show. Yeah, like even if you kind of include like a little recap at the start, it's so confusing to be like, okay, so Chucky, he's a serial killer, then he's possessed. Now his soul is split into loads of different chucky dolls as well as fiona is now you know nika the character is now possessed by chucky and like (laughs) it's just it's so goddamn bizarre how that movie ended and to try and pick that up whilst also introducing a new story because we know that it's going to have all these new characters as well like i i cannot wait to see how he handles this but i love that it's a tv show because he gets way more time to juggle all these different scenarios um dead baby Yes, that is the tem- that is the template. Um, but yeah, I can't wait for this, man. Like, so many shows coming later this year, obviously, that we talked about, like American Horror Story and Stranger Things, and this is one of them that I just, yeah, I just cannot wait to see it. Um, mm-hmm. Next up, this is a real weird one. Um, like, when I initially put this in here, I was just going to talk about it being, like, a pretty non-news story, and then I did more digging into it, and I was like, this is really bizarre. So the news story that's going around in the last week is that, basically, the Saw franchise um, is, oh, no. the, is already in development for a 10th movie. Now... When I first saw this, this is why I thought it was a non-news story because I was like, well, obviously, you know, this, this happens all the time. Yeah. Even Jigsaw is a prime example of this in 2017 where that was going to kick off a new trilogy and obviously either box off performance or just critical reception or whatever, they decide to not go in that direction. This happens literally for every major franchise. Yeah. Um, if you've got to this installment of a franchise, you know, I'm sure going into Spiral, like Chris Rock and maybe even, you know, Darren Lynn Bozeman have these clauses in their contracts for potential sequels. Um, so that didn't surprise me. But then when I actually dug in what this was, I was like, okay, this sounds a bit more in depth than I really thought. So it's basically on Production Weekly, which seems to be a website which basically says what it's, you know, what you think it was, where they literally just list all the productions that are starting all around the world. Mm. Um, I don't really know why this is a thing because you know a lot of spoilers and kind of things get leaked this way and i don't know whether it's Mm. just them doing their own kind of journalistic stuff or whether it's like because obviously you don't have to like by law state that you're making a movie do you so like i don't know i'm very confused as to what the purpose of this website is other than just for (laughs) fans but either way um basically saw x is listed on production weekly and I, I did some digging and yeah it's kind of got all the the names attached to it like Lionsgate, twisted pictures um it says location toronto um but what's interesting it says status active development now i have no idea what that means obviously because <laughs> like no way is this film in principal photography um so is this does this mean pre-production does this mean just in the early stages of writing a script if so why do they have to feel the need to kind of post about this on a website um i don't know i'm very confused i would love if anyone knows more about the reason why production weekly kind of states the way they do i'd love to hear more about this but yeah when i first saw this i was like duh obviously they they, they would make a new saw movie but when you dig into it a little deeper it seems like okay have they because the thing that's interesting as well with all the the covid related delays is like we are seeing a lot of production companies being really proactive for sequels. Obviously, mm-hmm. like A Quiet Place Part 3 is like already got the green light, is already 100% happening. 
well, I, I say 100% because obviously things can always change, but like it seems like regardless of the performance of part two, we're going to get a part three. Um, and that's before obviously the wide public has even seen part two. So mm-hmm. I think we are in this weird predicament that's never happened before with COVID, like a lot of things. So I am curious if like they are just going ahead because they're like, yeah, Spiral will do what Spiral will do, but Saw X is already in development. Like it's, it's an interesting one. Um, well, like you said, like, the thing is though, is obviously with Jigsaw, Hmm. They got to see the box office. They they obviously probably had the project ready, a, hmm. another movie, penned in box office. Whereas obviously, like what we've seen with A Quiet Place, the fact that Saw should have come out nearly a, month, a year ago hmm. um, means that they can't just, you know, if they'd already given the go-ahead for another Saw movie, trilogy, whatever, they kind of have to take a gamble at this point because, yeah. you know, the wheels can't stay stopped for that long. Mm. um so that's why you know it wouldn't surprise me if it's further along than what we'd expect for mm. that reason just because you know saw should have been in the can 12 months ago well it yeah look, been, you know your, your soul should have been broken a long time ago <laughs> like contracts are, are fascinating with this sort of stuff as well because like you say if it stayed in the clause for example that lionsgate and twisted pictures had the option of a sequel to spiral let's just say for an example bringing back people like chris and darren yeah maybe there was like a six month clause to be like you have yeah. to make this decision within six months otherwise yeah. you know we're allowed to do other projects within that time frame and so maybe they were like screw it we have to activate this to get this going now so yeah mm-hmm. it's it's fascinating to see the kind of we talk so much about the 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 repercussions of kind of the last year and the pandemic but this is yet another area of film which kind of isn't really what you would think it would be so it's yeah it's fascinating um yeah i just we're so close and like my my the only reason why i'm not hyped out of my brain right now is because of what's happened in the last year and (laughs) movies like a quiet place being taken from us literally a week before and so at this point i'm mentally broken with these movies but the second i bought my ticket and i'm in the cinema like i am going to be so goddamn excited for spiral i cannot wait um but yeah, next up is a nice little update here, just of one of our, or definitely our, our favorite movie of the year so far, um, a bit of Psycho Goreman. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, the, uh, the Blu-ray has now come out, and we have received ours, which is awesome, and I'm sure we will talk about it in, in the coming uh, future. But uh, obviously, we knew at the start of the year that Shudder had kind of made this deal with Psycho Goreman, so after the initial release, it would then come to Shudder, um, mm-hmm. and we now have a release date, which is awesome. Um so it will be coming to Shudder on May 20th, so just around the corner. Um, and yeah, it's coming to US, Canada, UK, Australia, so all the kind of major nice, markets. Nice, I was going to say. Yeah, Did and it's get awesome. shafted or not? Yes, and yeah, this is awesome because obviously we love this movie. So we, we love Shudder, um, and this is a match made in heaven, and we talk about it all the time. When we see the truly great indie movies for the show, we talk about it's a Shudder movie, it's a Fright mm-hmm. Fest movie, and that doesn't always happen. And we've seen so many movies for the show that just don't get the recognition they deserve because they don't find these great you know, streaming services as platforms, as homes. Um, so I'm so happy because, yeah, even though Psycho Gorman has been seen quite a bit and has obviously a good reception, like it's going to be seen by so many more people when it's on Shudder. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a movie that anyone who's listening to the show should see Psycho Gorman without question. Oh, um, yeah. So, yeah, awesome news. It's so good because I think, like like you say, Shudder is just doing what Shudder needs to do and get these awesome indie movies. And like you say, it doesn't always match up. And when it does and it makes perfect sense, sometimes you can gloss over it. But it's, mm. it's so good that it's coming there. And, like, you know, the fact that, like, for us in the UK, we had to kind of get these blu-rays sent over which is sick because we want to have them but like mm. now everyone in the uk is going to be able to see this movie in in a few weeks 
and also like 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 we said at the time i think huge franchise potential for psycho gorman and i think getting someone like shudder who have committed to you know creep show and all these other things like that i think that is we are more likely to see a psycho gorman too if psycho gorman performs on shudder exceptionally well so for that reason alone even if like i'm going to be watching it on shudder just because i want to show them that i love the movie <laughs> even though are i already they, have the blu-ray after they've made psycho gorman 2 they have to call the third one pg-13 yes <laughs> um yeah we can't oh, wait God. that long i know i just i just got psycho gore man it's just the best um but yeah and then lastly on the news just a very small update because this is one of those kind of theatrical horrors of the last year that we probably talked about the least really um and i just wanted to put in a small update because it kind of has a release date or a slight release date change um which is a franchise that we've pretty much consistently enjoyed um is the forever purge um obviously kind of build for last summer is the final purge movie um and yeah kind of disappeared off the face of the earth like everything um it originally got set for july 9th this year but it has in fact moved up moved up a week um so it is there as kind of part of that uh, weekend um and so yeah july 2nd what well, kind of worldwide release for the forever purge and yeah like it's like you say there's so many movies to remember right now and there's a lot mm. more that i'm obviously excited about more than this but i think consistently i've very much enjoyed the purge like season one of the tv show in particular i really enjoyed um and obviously them kind of marking it as the final one and the title and everything definitely gets me intrigued like are you, are you oh, looking I'm forward pumped. to some more purge um, yeah i'm pumped for it like i think obviously like you say there, there are some mad movies coming out this year but i will always be really excited when a purge movie drops um mm. like you say they've always been consistent they've always they've always had so much kind of more that they could give as well like mm. for, for films that i've really liked i felt yeah, i feel like they still haven't given me the purge movie that i want yet but mm. i still really like the franchise so yeah. so yeah I, you know i'm i'm pumped to see if they can finally give that kind of realization that i want yeah the thing i really like with the with the purge as well is like they did this for the last few of like they say this date and then you just don't hear about it for so yeah. long this was pre-covid and then it's like you go oh there's no way this movie's hitting the release date and then probably about six weeks before the date is when you actually get the trailer so they don't kind of drag it out for ages which i really appreciate um because yeah we barely know anything about this movie and obviously the the delays is one thing but like they've been consistent with that throughout the last couple of purge movies of like mm -hmm. here's the trailer maybe six weeks before and then it always hits the date so i'm pretty confident that this movie is like finished um and will hit that date so yeah pretty pretty pumped for it um yeah, yeah not, not a whole lot of news this week really just a couple mm. of small things um shall we talk about this week's film let's do it let's talk about honeydew So yeah, not not really um too much I guess to talk about as far as like pre for this film. Um, you know, didn't really know too much about it. Um, like a lot of these kind of on demand horrors in the last few months. Um, it was one that I saw a lot of people talking about kind of poster festival. I think it was again once again at the October Fright Fest last year. Uh, last year, right? Okay. Um, which yeah, what Slacks was as well. So we're slowly starting to see kind of those movies. Mm. Like that kind of makes sense, really. Like six months yeah. after, start to make their way to these uh, streaming platforms. Um, and I saw that Bloody Disgusting had kind of they were. I don't know how to describe it. Whether it's like pre promotion or something, but they're kind of 
they're definitely involved in this in a capacity. You know how like bloody disgusting were behind yeah. the VHS movies. Um, yeah, they 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 have some sort of connection to it because because like I'm pretty sure like reviews and that went up for Honeydew from them in October time when obviously this this aired at the festivals. Yeah, I think so, they picked it up know. post the festivals yeah. and then kind of. Yeah, I think they're just one of the kind of production companies on it, mm. which obviously they weren't involved producing the movie but in terms of yeah like you know getting the movie out mm -hmm. there to people that makes sense um but that's pretty much it really i guess mm. what, what is this movie about um so yeah it centers around a couple um sam and riley uh sam is played by sawyer spielberg <laughs> mm. uh which um you see the name spielberg pop up yeah. on the opening credits <laughs> and i i instantly have to like pause and like is it yeah oh yeah it is <laughs> normally it's like um, no it's not but this time nope it definitely yeah, was <laughs> yeah. so yeah son of steven spielberg uh mm. this is his featured debut i think yeah um and um yeah it's following these couple um that yeah sam um is this kind of uh part-time wannabe actor slash waiter and Riley is kind of what she's studying for a PhD or something like that. And mm. she is she's doing this thesis and they're going on a road trip for her to do this kind of case study thesis. And he's kind of helping her out with it. Um, and they end up kind of it, the, the movie is let's just say the movie is strange. And the opening of the film is quite jarring because you don't you don't get a scope of what's going on until mm. the movie really gets going for 10 or 15 minutes um but basically they end up camping out in the middle of nowhere and um right in the middle of the night they get interrupted by a, a kind of old guy in a pickup truck who basically kind of has the beams on them and you they can't really see him and he tells them that this is his land and they need to get off so they go back to their car only to find that it won't start and so they do what all sensible people will do and just go wandering off into the <laughs> woods like they don't they don't <laughs> i i'll start here because it will it will go on for quite a bit when i talk about this movie these two mm. characters make no sense every yeah. decision they make in this movie is dumb and really just pointless because why they camp in the middle of nowhere makes no sense but <laughs> fine fine but like their car doesn't start and their phone, is, they have no signal. And th there must have been a road that they drove. Like they must have had a, a path that they took to get to this where their car was left. Yeah, because they don't follow a road to this. Go no, straight, into, like, straight, forest. straight into the woods. It's like, <laughs> oh, let's just go Blair Witch on this shit in the middle of the night. Like it makes no sense. Mm. But basically they stumble across a house. Time was God. very confusing at this point as mm. well because it felt like we we see them camp, we see them kind of go to bed. Yeah, and it, feels it feels like it's like, like two AM. Yeah, it feels but like they're not. they're erupted in the middle of the night, but yeah, they're definitely not because we let we do no. see a clock in about a few hours' time and it's not even midnight at that point. So they kind of went to bed at about eight PM, I think, when it was pitch black wherever they were as well. Yeah. They just really wanted that really unpassionate sex that they had. That, yeah. That's what they. That's what they're all about. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, and and so they arrive at this house and they meet. Uh, oh, what was her name? Karen, I think. Yep. Um, this elderly woman who um, invites them in and basically says, like, "Oh yeah, I can get someone to look at your car." You know, the the whole usual horror story thing like oh yeah i know a guy you don't need to call triple a like mm. i know a guy he'll be here in half an hour she makes the phone call and then kind of um 
then the movie starts to kind of unpack what it's about and and kind of she starts to make them food and offers them a night you know a bed for the night and and it starts to become kind of right how sinister is karen how sinister is this house set up she has this kind of strange son who is um all kind of bandaged up and can't talk and is just watching cartoons and sucking on oranges literally and um, no, it's lemons dipped in sugar oh sorry my bad because that visual was like i yes. i had a visceral reaction to that <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was pretty rough that was the grossest but, thing in this whole film <laughs> i'm not gonna lie it made me want to try it <laughs> oh god i felt sick to my stomach <laughs> but he was sucking on those lemons and <sighs> um and uh yeah it's basically you know what what are what are karen's intentions what the hell is this set up and how is it going to go horribly wrong for this couple? Because mm. clearly it's going to at some point. Yeah, it's very Texas Chainsaw. It's very, you know, House of a Thousand yeah. Corpses. Just like these two idiots got into a shitty situ- situation and then it's just going to escalate from there. In the yeah, of when's it going to escalate? And um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I don't know if you want to go into your thoughts on this one. Or... Yeah, it was a real frustrating watch, actually, for a lot of different reasons. Um, you touched upon it, but I think this movie makes a terrible first impression um i think <laughs> so bad the, the first 10 minutes was awful um i couldn't follow it i like what you said like we i learned later on like you kind of get that he's an actor early on because he's like mm. you know reading these Practicing lines lines whilst having a piss yeah yeah so you're kind of like okay i get i will just assume he's an actor or he's just a psycho um mm. but then she's like watching youtube videos on her phone <laughs> But they're, mm. they're, but they're not like entertaining videos. They're like scientific. Oh, they're stuff. so boring. Yeah. So you kind of like, oh, okay, is this just what she's into? But I don't really know because like later on, you discover she is like you know studying this stuff, and she's mm. kind of like a scientist, really. But you don't get that vibe immediately at all. Um. So yeah, and then you kind of like, okay, is this a couple? Because they're kind of ignoring each other in the car as well, where she kind of doesn't take her earbuds out mm. when he returns, and they just have this like silent driving session. And so I just it had such a a weird vibe and not in a good way i don't think not what they were trying to go for and it was to me it was like really over the top it had really erratic film editing where they kind of just didn't let each scene linger it was just constant cuts and there was like this weird split screen stuff that was going on that was all like trippy and to me it just felt such try hard it was like someone mm. took the first 10 minutes of this movie and they just went like a, an absolute psychopath in terms of editing it and it almost feels like a youtube video in a way of just like a really bad one that just has way too many cuts way too many edits and it almost yeah. felt like they, someone had said to them like they got a bit of piece of feedback that said oh the first 10 minutes of this movie is kind of boring so they, <laughs> so they needed to somehow spice it up in the edit room and i didn't think it worked at all so yeah the first 10 minutes was really off-putting um after that after we got to the tent sequence that you discussed and, and kind of like oh, okay shit's about to go down i was pretty invested and I, I thought the next sort of 35 minutes was really good um i really liked kind of that first initial showdown and, and kind of just the way you can't see what what he looks like like say with the beams on i liked all that stuff and how he keeps he just keeps repeating the same lines over, over and over again which i really mm. liked um almost like he's this, this robot um and then, like you say, they kind of get to the house. I think there's still stuff in the 35 minutes that I did like, which wasn't good. I think they kind of have the bickering couple trope way too much. Um, oh, oh, like, yeah. it's something that I don't like in these movies anyway, but the fact that it was just 
I just didn't get it. Like you say, from the get-go, they don't seem like a very close couple. We then get this super weird sex scene between the two of them that was just so unnecessary. Um, and then they just start bickering about nonsense constantly. Mm. And you're just like, you're just it makes you immediately dislike them both. And that's a problem with these types of movies, because as we discussed time and time again, you're like, okay, so the movie probably wants me to settle on the bad guys. Um, But it's just such a weird choice. I don't know why films do this, Um, but I just found them super unlikable. And then once we kind of get to the house, um, I really liked all those interactions. I thought Karen was like the best character in this movie by a mile. Um, and I really liked kind of, she's very much infatuated with, did you say it was it Sam? Yeah, Sam. Um, she, mm-hmm. she, she, and kind of like ignoring Riley. Yeah, and... she's like asking what he does for a living and then doesn't mm-hmm. even, when Riley says, oh, he's helping me this weekend. She's like, oh, that's nice. Yeah, there's, <laughs> like, there's so many good moments where she just says something and there's just zero response. Yeah. And there's like this long drawn out sequence to when she then repeats it. And they, they just set up the awkwardness really well, I thought. And you can tell she's kind of like the domineering one of the couple, um, but kind of like, you know, Karen's taken a liking to Sam, but then Riley wants to be the one instigating conversation. I just thought that that dynamic between the three of them mm-hmm. when they were talking in the first sort of 30 minutes of their of their introduction i thought was really cool um and then you kind of get into like what the story is actually about which is so in the background in terms Mm. of like there's something that's happened in this world that's very important in terms of like food um and vegetables and meat in this kind of area wherever they are and i guess the Mm -hmm. united states because that's another issue with this movie is that it's so unclear what's what's happening it's so unclear where they are I don't think they ever say, do they, where they are in the States? Um, Not that I recall. And maybe that's intentional, of course, because they just want it to be, you know, nowhere, United States. But like, to kind of give it a bit more of a backstory, there's like something that's happened with the meat, it seems like, in this area. So a lot of people are just eating the vegetables and they're kind of getting the meat from a harboring area. And that seems to be the crux of why Riley has gone there to study um, mm. because of this, like, it seems like it's some sort of infection. Maybe uh, it's, it's so unclear because I'm, I'm doing a poor job butchering it here, like explaining it because they just don't do it well in the movie. Yeah, um, no. w- would you agree with that? of kind of like that aspect of the movie, which is fairly important later on is not very explained very well. Yeah. It, yeah, definitely not. It's just kind of, you you never you you just kind of get the intention that like this food from from like the musical cues and stuff has got something wrong with it but you never mm-hmm. actually get to see anything as such yeah so like that was just confusing to me and ultimately mm. it, when it comes back to be important i just didn't work but yeah like i still enjoyed those initial interactions um there's a couple of funny bits as well like because he's again she's kind of very strict riley and she's got him mm. on this like strict diet and i mm. liked the kind of back and forth and him pushing against that and when he initially decides to go like fuck it i'm just gonna go eat a steak um i like that scene because it was just so ridiculous of like he just goes upstairs in this random ass house at god knows what time microwaves this like shitty looking steak and it just sits there and watches cartoons and Mm. he seems like he's having the best it's the best time we see him having the whole movie um because we don't see him have a better time with his girlfriend than he does eating this terrible steak um so i like that scene that was probably my favorite scene of the whole film um (laughs) Once we then got to like, okay, we've had the initial night, the kind of all the feelers are sent out and then shit needs to go down. This is where the movie really started to fall off a cliff for me and just never really recovered. It it goes into a lot of the tropes that I don't like. There's a a trippy sequence of about 10 or 15 minutes where it's just a lot of nonsense happening, really. And you kind of assume as a viewer, like, okay, I guess they've been drugged at this point. So they're starting to hallucinate and... 
as we've discussed time and time again, I hope I don't have a shit ton of tropes in horror that I don't like, because believe it or not, I do love horror <laughs> films. But this is one of the tropes that I don't like, of just a bunch of ridiculous shit for no reason. I don't think that sounds too harsh, but um, just people in weird outfits acting strangely, and just, I, I just, the film completely lost me people there. in cars, not talking. Yeah, and like, I just it never really recovered for me. And so this is very, it, this feels like an extremely long film, um, which, yeah, we talk about length all the time. So I'll try not to talk about that too long, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's some more stuff in the, in the latter third that we can really get into as to why I didn't enjoy I this think, movie, but overall I didn't really have a great time. Yeah. I think, you know, when you say about this movie feels long though, the, the first 10 minutes felt like 45. Yeah. So that's the problem. Like the movie does feel super long. Yeah. For me, like, I'm I'm similar to where you're at, but but more angry in a lot of more areas where I was just completely done after the first 10 minutes where just nothing happened and it was just nonsense. And the movie had lost me before it even begun. Obviously, for me, um, I didn't know what this movie was about or anything. So I go in with excitement, like for these movies, like mm. what is this movie going to be about? What's the setup? And then you get this 10 minutes of nonsense where I'm like you know it, for me going into this movie blind i just had no idea what the hell was going to happen at that point and not in a good way like just just it, the movie did nothing to tell me what it was about um when they do eventually get camping i agree with you i think that is probably my favorite part of the movie is when he's outside the the tent and kind of um talking to them and that backwards and forwards was sinister and kind of got the movie going then you know like i say they make terrible choices to stumble across this house and and again i was the same as you that i enjoyed the meal where you know the whole kind of her doing the phone call her giving him the meal and everything else was was really um really well done karen is yeah by far the best character in this and kind of but as, as soon as she's like i'm gonna show you to the bedroom and <laughs> it's down in the basement and she's like, oh, yeah, don't worry about that dog that's tied up at the back. It'll kill you. So you just don't go near it. And then she's like, she's like, night. And then and then, like, the movie just makes no sense because they like, I I don't know. Like, I know you have to dispend belief, but like you've got Sam that just like he goes. <laughs> into, the first thing he does is goes into the bathroom and knocks one out. Then yeah. he goes upstairs and microwaves a steak. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like what human being would ever do this in this situation he's a broken man <laughs> he's so broken <laughs> and like it just made no sense and like i enjoyed the whole him sitting there eating that meal scene mm. but it just made no sense why it was happening and then well, it was more confusing to me because she she takes a shower and yeah, then and just sits in a towel for 14 hours. yeah and, and like it, it was bizarre That's to me because you basement yeah and you've already got she's or or she's way more uncomfortable in the situation than mm. Sam is. And she kind of yeah. wants to leave. She initially doesn't even want to eat or anything. And then yeah. suddenly she's like, Oh no, kick yourself, kick your shoes away and just sit in this bed and just wearing a towel while there's like this younger son who's already been creeping on you earlier. Like it was very bizarre to me, that choice as well. That was Everyone such like horror movie thing of me oh, just yeah, like yeah they just wanted her in a towel for a few scenes and yeah it just like i said just the characters were just so dumb and so unlikable so mm. um yeah that frustrated me and then the soon as soon as kind of both characters kind of eat food and and 
kind of pass out basically and as soon as that happens the movie just completely loses me mm. because like you said i'm with you i hate these trippy things for no reason and that's the most important thing that it's not just trippy it's for no reason you talk about trippy talk about midsummer like, mm. that movie's trippy but it's it's one of the movies of the decade and like to fill time exactly you've just got these characters running around and i'm like i don't know whether it's real or not you've got this you've got this whole scene with sam where he's like eating this food in this hallucination there's all like these macabre versions of himself sat around him and none of it makes sense to me and and just kind of you know just wasn't enjoyable to watch and the other thing as well that that we haven't touched upon is this movie's soundtrack um I think uh, uh, not just the soundtrack as well, like you touched upon it a bit, the way the movie's cut, like in the opening 10 minutes, but like this is like someone's trying to make an art house movie up to 12. The soundtrack, like I- I'm sure, it, I'm, I reckon it, it's probably a Marmite thing where some people are going to love this, and but like I hated it. I hated almost everything about the soundtrack. It just took me out of the movie completely. You just got this, terrible like clanging and and voices and just at the most ridiculous times and i know what it's trying to do and it's trying to give you this whole trippy you know kind of you know whatever you know to get you to that you know hallucinating part but the fact that i hate that anyway and then the fact that yeah this soundtrack just really did my head in you know i'm watching this movie you know, with with headphones in quite quite loud to, to get a decent experience, and it just it just gave me a giant headache and was not mm. enjoyable. Um, I don't know about you, like how did you find the soundtrack? I thought it was utterly dreadful. It, mm. I can't remember the last time a sound no. movie annoyed me this much. It was no. absolutely infuriating. I think the the main reason to show why it was so bad was in the one stretch of the movie I actually did enjoy which we just touched upon about the, her kind of setting up and making the meal. The mm. sound design was was doing everything in its power to ruin that form. <laughs> it was so off-putting, so loud. We have these, like like you say, these little singing voices. and just and singing voices. They have this constant, like almost like a pouring water sound that they keep mm. playing. And it's, it's like someone's tried to do like a parody of Hereditary soundtrack that just sounds yeah. utter shite. I hated it with a passion like i it would it would be like if this was a segment in scary movie mm, yeah 100 like, percent. yeah where they where they're taking the taking the mick out of it and that's why yeah. it just felt like someone is trying to make a modern day art house movie and just just ramped up like mm. moments that are in hereditary and just decided to have it you know for the entire hour and 40 minutes 100 percent. and and yeah it was it, yeah it's by far my least favorite soundtrack that i've ever had in, in a movie probably for the podcast yeah 100 um, percent. i think to me that perfectly sums up the, the this movie it, overall of like it it's ruined yeah like even if this movie was good it would have ruined the movie yeah and the fact that this movie was average to bad throughout just made me hate this movie and yeah, yeah by by the end of it when we got to the the kind of finale it all just felt so we've seen it before mm-hmm. it was so it was so predictable like, wasn't it the way it was going to go you know, and the second it went that way, you knew what the final scenes were going to be. Mm. The second you saw what was in that box, you knew how the movie was going to end. And that's fine if it's done well, but then it's not done well. It's not enjoyable. And um, I I honestly like credits rolled. And my first my first thought was, 
is this my least favorite movie of the year that I've watched? Hmm. And and I'm like, I, I, I mean, we've, we've had some rough ones, hmm. but I'm like, I really don't think a movie has frustrated me more. And even when we kind of had a movie like Promising Young Woman that we kind of, you know, got frustrated with, that still had some, that was still well made. Oh yeah, this is like, not even in that discussion. Do, do, like. Yeah, do, do you know what I mean? Like, and it, but that's what I mean. Like a movie that we were quite negative on in in some respects. It's because there was glimpses there. There was just nothing in this. Like I said, the soundtrack was, you know, just just you want to just scrap it and start again. The script mm. you want to start and scrap again. I think performances, you know, fine. Karen was was MVP. Um, but but yeah, just but also just like what do you do with that script to, to change it? Because it's just such a by the numbers thing. And it's just kind of, there's nothing to tell that hasn't been told before there. And then it just takes an hour and 45 minutes to get there. Like it's yeah. a good hour or it's well over an hour until you get the remote start of, you know, things kicking off and, and yeah, it just doesn't deserve that time and, and doesn't deserve that, that, you know, even by that point, like, um, you know, it, it doesn't deserve the extra 40 minutes at the end. There, there was kind of like this point where I was like, okay, maybe if this amps up to something good, then I can be kind of like tepid on this when I review it. But then when it just is nothing, like I'm like, no, I'm, I'm angry. Cause I've just, I've just completely wasted a chunk of time. And, and it's just, um, you know, it's one that 10 minutes in, I would have switched this off if it weren't for the podcast. Mm. And, and yeah, it's just, it is a frustration. Yeah, this is one of those ones that I get terrified that kind of like normies might stumble upon and think <laughs> yeah. this is the most horror movies are because I think well, it's on the outstair on the exterior, you could look at this and I'm sure you could even watch a trailer and think this is like a lot of in- incredible indie horror. But when you sit down mm-hmm. and watch it, it kind of ticks you can kind of run the gauntlet really of it's it's style over substance 100 percent. the the story the script is so weak i don't understand how these types of movies keep getting funded in terms of because i know that sounds really harsh but i'm talking right now purely about a writing standpoint what what is in this movie that hasn't been done literally hundreds of times nothing and then then you go right who's, who's read this script and went this is original yeah, it's just, it's so by the numbers in every single way. Then you go, okay, well, maybe the director did have to have add a bit more flair because there's nothing on the paper, and that's a whole other conversation. But ultimately, it's some of the scenes look pretty nice. Um, yeah, I think performances is probably one of the only things that is, like, decent in this film because I think Karen and Sam are both good. But, like... No, and yeah and it's just the the editing is bad the sound design is atrocious it's way too long it's way too kind of like it's it's super try hard indie horror of mm-hmm. like it's just gonna have a few moments at the end has this big you know it's very similar to hunter hunter that we saw earlier on in the year of like they, there's a couple of strong images towards the end of this movie that will you know, it'll it'll you can screenshot it and put it, put it on Twitter and be like, this moment's fucked up, and everyone will like it. Do you know what I mean? It's just yeah. it's, it's so easy. It's real, like what's the word? Like low hanging fruit in a way yeah, for a movie. Definitely. Like it's the lowest common denominator. It's not deep. That you know, the actual stuff in the script which should have been interesting has this virus that's infected all the meat in this area, and this is why people have driven to these other forms of meals. Like. All of that is less than one percent of this movie, yeah. um, and doesn't need to be in this film at all. So, yeah, for me, as far as recommendations go, this is as, about as hard a pass as I could possibly give a film. Do not watch this film. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We've we've definitely done the hard work here, and just don't do it. Like, like you said, it's 
it my concern is is that there is like a little bit of scuttlebuzz around it and and mm. you know that that and and it is because bloody disgusting have obviously got money in this mm. and are promoting it and it, and it is it's it, you know you have to be careful because like you know you have to take take what they say with a pinch of salt when you realize they're invested in it and you mm. you don't necessarily know that at all times yeah. and i think that's why like a normie would probably look at that and think oh you know and it's like, you know, we, we've seen it with kind of, um, you know, e- even stuff like Fright Fest Presents and stuff. You've got to be careful there because mm-hmm. they're, they're clearly going to heavily promote it because there's there's they've got monetary value in it, you know. And both Fright Fest and Bloody Disgusting have purchased things that are very, very good. But but they've also purchased stuff just because it's quite cheap to get out there. And, yeah, you've just got to be careful. And, like, this is one that, that clearly you know they put their back in behind because of the monetary value because i can't imagine there's any you know any genuine reason behind it and it's a good distinction as well as like because again from the outskirts it will look the same but mm. with something like vhs for example that we adore and i'm very excited for the upcoming franchise they were producers they funded it they were involved in the script writing process and all of mm. that stuff like that is very much and not obviously everyone from by discussing it's brad and a few others mostly and then a bunch of other talented filmmakers that were discussed time and time again on the show mm-hmm. for, to my knowledge honeydew was a completely independent finished film i believe that, went so, to yeah. that they then bought like you said and have put their backing on it now and put their kind of marketing weight behind it so that is another distinction i think fans need to make sure they make as well um because i don't think creativity wise anyone to do with it was was kind of involved in this film but uh yeah it's a disappointing one Th- these are the ones and it's very similar to hunter hunter in a way of like i knew almost nothing about this i knew like the couple of line synopsis of like couple goes missing shit happens mm. basically and you see that a million times but then yeah i start you know hunter hunter lest we forget at the start of the year had people like mike flanagan saying this is an incredible horror movie that you should watch and mm-hmm. we hated it um so we just differ him on that opinion and, and here's a guy who has made some of our favorite stuff since we started the show five years ago and so then you see something like this which again was getting it got i think it got a pretty positive reception at fright fest last year mm. bloody disgusting have been talking it up and, and then it just turns out like this so it's i think these are great examples of just obviously everyone has their own opinion on these movies and they're all going to be different but it's so hard to kind of find what what you're going to um latch on to you know like psycho goreman is something that we've oh, latched on hunter, hunter was so good in comparison to this though <laughs> yeah i mean i don't even want to talk about either of them to be honest like there's you know something like psycho goreman we attached mm. ourselves to and it's you, you you know i almost i actually have seen less reception for psycho goreman than i have this film and it just like <laughs> it, it blows me away you know but that's just my opinion um but i think you know and I, obviously that's why this community exists and it's so vast you know mm. i'd like to think that people especially long-term listeners of this show know what our tastes are and and presumably you know are reasonably aligned to that and kind mm. of that's why you know when we put a recommendation on something like pg we we know that that people that like the same movies of us will like this and, and yeah. like this movie i'm i'm you know the, the strong avoid don't listen to the other stuff because if you if you know that you like the same sort of stuff as us you will not like this movie yeah for sure and, and like it's so hard right because yeah pg is a very different type of movie but then like we've been saying how much saint maud is one of the best films mm-hmm. we've ever covered so like yeah we we obviously love a huge variety of different films we love art house films as well as the kind of more yeah. silly zany stuff but it's just yeah sometimes it just doesn't work and sadly this is one of those weeks mm-hmm. um but yeah that was our discussion of honeydew uh, we will take a short break and we will be right back 
So yeah, we did have some listener feedback this week. Of course, if you want to get involved with the show, you can tweet us at SHB pod. Uh, you can send us an email at super horror bros podcast at gmail.com. Um, or you can search for us on Skype, search for super horror bros and leave a voicemail. And uh, yeah, we do have a voicemail from Sean uh, from the U S this week, and we will play that now. Hey there, Matt and Mike. Uh, this is Sean Smith calling in from Costa Mesa, California once again. I uh, just want to check in with you. Really enjoyed your review of Godzilla vs. Kong. Uh, yeah, you definitely would have enjoyed it a lot in the cinema had you had the chance to see it there. Definitely the spectacle on the big screen you know, is so much more pronounced. I just feel like you would have gotten a lot more out of it. I know that, that the people that I was in the theater with when I saw it, uh, they seemed to really enjoy it. And they were kind of getting their emotions out on it as well. But anyway, uh, I just wanted to, um, you know, just give you a little cinema update. Um, you know, I um, this past weekend I went and saw a couple of films um, that I just wanted to let you know about. I saw this film called Voyagers, which is supposedly like a science fiction slash thriller slash horror kind of movie, um, and it just it's it's an avoid. It's a total avoid. Um, do not waste your time seeing this movie. Uh, it just it's. Um, it's one of those films where it teases you to think, you know, to make you think, makes the audi- the, to make the audience think that there is this monster or there is this alien that's attacking people. Um, but you know, spoiler alert: it's it's a it's a ruse. There there's no such thing. Um, it's all psychological, and it just falls into some very very bad tropes and some very very just bad um, events in the story that lead to ultimately nothing. Um, yeah, I, I cannot, uh, I cannot uh, recommend you to not see this film more. Um, Colin Farrell plays a small role in the film. He's okay. He's like the best part of the film, but he dies early in the movie, and then after that, it's just like there's nothing there. Uh, second movie I saw was a film called Nobody. I think you've mentioned this in the podcast before. Um, it stars Bob Odenkirk, and um, it's kind of like this action kind of you know, thriller slash comedy film, um, very much in the vein of, you know, like, um, John Wick. If you, if you're familiar with that franchise, uh, very, it's very similar to that. It's like, if you mixed John Wick with Reds or Red, I'm sorry, from 2010, that movie that featured, uh, John Malkovich and Morgan Freeman and, um, Bruce Willis, and uh, who else was in it? I think, uh, oh yeah, Helen Mirren was also in it. And it's it's a movie that's just about a bunch of aging CIA agents that have to go on this last kind of mission. Well, it's very a very similar situation with this movie. You have, you know, some kind of senior citizen action there um, along with the kind of John Wick, you know, um, high action, you know, kind of set pieces. And yeah, I mean, it's it's entertaining, I think, for for one watch. I think if, if you like... Bob Odenkirk and you like the John Wick franchise, it's probably a, a film that's worth checking out once. I mean, I know I know, I chuckled a couple times in it. Um, there's definitely some good, decent, you know, action set pieces. Um, but it's not a movie that I would probably ever revisit. I mean, it's good for a one-time watch. I would, I would say it's a rec- I would recommend it for um, a rental. But I, yeah, it's not a buy. Not for me anyway. Um, and in the, uh, so next week we get nothing in the theater. There's, there's nothing in, um, that, that's, that's coming up. But then on April 23rd, the week of, um, that is the week that Mortal Kombat drops. Now, 
once April 23rd drops, we're going to get new theatrical films every weekend after that. So this week, there's nothing. But um, the week after that, we'll get Mortal Kombat. And that should be pretty fun and violent. So um, that should be pretty entertaining. Looking forward to that one. Um, yeah, so anyway, guys, thank you so much once again for letting me check in. Um, I hope you guys can get back to the theater soon. And um, yeah, uh, looking forward to the next episode. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Bye. So yeah, thank you very much, Sean. Obviously, you're still going to the cinema, seeing these uh, double features, which I'm very jealous about. Like, I'm going to be living in the cinema, hopefully next month. Um, well, I'm but, jealous until I hear the movies. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Like, it seems like he's only massively enjoyed one of the films he's seen so far, which was Godzilla and Kong. But um, sure, at least he's out there. Yeah, so we saw Voyagers, which is, I'll be honest with you, I'd literally never heard about this movie until you discussed it. And um, I've now done a bit of, you know, Googled it. And yeah, I'm glad I haven't seen it because it doesn't sound very good, according to your uh, review. Um, so yeah, it wasn't on my radar and continues to not be on my radar. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, thanks for letting us know about that one. That's not one that we should discuss. Um, and obviously you talked about Nobody. Like, yeah, we've discussed it quite a few times on the show. Um, obviously, I'm super excited for it personally because of the director of one of my all-time favorite movies, Full Stop, Hard call henry um but it's a weird one as we get closer to the release because it feels more and more uncomfortable about covering it for the show because it's it's not a horror film um mm-hmm. in the slightest you know it very looks like a john wiki type action film so i think it is out on demand this week as well um so i'll definitely talk about it on the show at some point but yeah it, it, as we get closer to release it feels more wrong kind of doing a show on it because it's, it's definitely not a horror film um mm-hmm. so but yeah we i'll definitely discuss it it seems like you had a good time with it in the cinema um so yeah thanks for that sean um but yeah, that's pretty much it for this week. I don't know if you've uh, seen anything horror related. I've only been watching uh, one TV show, which we can get to if we've not got anything else to discuss. I I did watch a little bit of another TV show mm-hmm. um, because as I found out after last week's show, I had a lot of Walking Dead to catch up on. <laughs> oh yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> Why don't you catch up the viewers on what we discovered last week? Yeah, so obviously I'd, I'd seen like season... 10 the season that will never end of walking Mm. dead had come back for what i thought was just one more episode (laughs) turns out there were six (laughs) yeah we said it last week of like why did they just return for one episode well turns out they didn't and i and i had not seen a single soul (laughs) talk about it for five weeks other than the finale so good luck with those five episodes yeah yeah and and thus far i've watched one Mm. and and literally nothing happened in 40 (laughs) minutes um, that's the walking dead <laughs> that, that's um, mid-season of the walking dead sounds about right mid-season walking dead like i'm i'm really looking forward to the finale i've just got i've just got a ways to go to get there yeah good luck um, next four hours but oh, the, i tell you what though like i know we've talked about it a hell of a lot <laughs> on the show but the walking dead is such a goddamn thing mm-hmm. but like what is this season 10 like it makes no sense, and then we've got like a two-year season eleven. Mm-hmm. Like it's just twenty-four episodes, I believe. It's just insanity, and then you've got like these ten movies, and you've got like four different spin-offs, mm-hmm. and it's just like it, 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 it's a, it's a thing. Do you mm. know what I mean? And it's a thing that will not stop being a thing. Yeah, it's one of the biggest kind of media things we've seen in the last mm. decade. And like, because Game of Thrones obviously was this huge event, and obviously they have other shows in the pipeline. But Walking Dead kind of has successfully transitioned at, whilst it was at its peak. It had mm-hmm. a, an amazing video game at the time. Um, mm-hmm. It's had all these other spin-offs, And then I feel like the movies are going to be interesting because mm-hmm. 
it, like is it gonna it's not gonna come out this year surely because like but like i feel like rick in a walking dead movie would have a lot of weight to it if it happened at least soonish <laughs> yeah. if it happens in 2023 i don't know if it will have that same luster but yeah we well, shall the problem, see the problem is is that rick's rick's children are still alive mm. in the tv show world rick is still alive in the movie world and in the 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 plot of the tv show the tv show cannot end without him being re- reunited with his children mm. i just don't see how they they would you know do that so the movies have to take place before this season that will never end never ends you know and and i just feel like that's probably part of the reason why this this season 11 is going to be you know they've said now it's going to be two years or however long they said mm. in 24 episodes well we were told season 10 was going to be 12 episodes yeah so we'll see about that yeah it is interesting to see what they do <laughs> like like yeah it's because yeah what was it season 10 yeah i think season 10 should have been like 14 15 episodes or something and then right. then we had the 16th episode and now we've got 17 to 22 that just came out <laughs> yeah it's just oh it's so insane yeah it'd be interesting like when it ends like how many hours of the walking dead is there because it's it's a lot isn't it like it's oh there's 170 episodes like yeah actually, most of, most of them are like or, 45 uh, minutes, right? oh i don't know actually i think they're probably counting the the season you know you know imdb's like i think like, they're in season 11 no, I think they count oh, as eleven. I, mean, yeah. so I think if if it wraps the way that it should wrap, there'll be mm. 177 episodes. Yeah, with like varying run times of like sometimes an hour and mostly at yeah. least 45 minutes. It's it's crazy. Yeah, the, these ones, the the season 10 ones are lean, which is which is good. So Does I think lean, the one I, lean for Walking Dead. <laughs> 39 minutes i think all oh, right okay the, that is pretty the episode 17 was oh, think about how disgusting that is with the amount of adverts they show because clearly that's an hour in the states i know i know <laughs> it's literally a third of the runtime is adverts my god i know when i put on my now tv and it said 39 minutes i was like hell yeah when i was about <laughs> 30 minutes into it i was not thinking that but at least i only had nine <laughs> minutes left <laughs> <laughs> oh god the walking i just love that you just you like it's got you so by the balls at this point that like oh, yeah, you couldn't yeah. if you wanted to it's brilliant I couldn't stop yeah i couldn't i i, I can't stop yeah i mean i've wanted to i've tried i did mm-hmm. and and the, i still couldn't yeah i still went back i, I feel it. like i jumped before a lot of people because i think oh, i jumped, jumped around three maybe you jumped, jumped crazy early yeah no, was i feel like a lot of people three but you, you, got, you got past the prison shit, didn't you? Just like it, I'm pretty sure they left the prison with the, like the governor stuff, and that was yeah, when I stopped. Probably, probably was then like the finale yeah. three. <laughs> yeah, and like I feel like a lot of people jumped post Negan and all that stuff, which was way later on. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, but yeah, have you watched anything else, or is that pretty much it? I, I mean, I just want The Walking Dead to end so I can go back and rewatch it all. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, we'll do our retrospectives one episode a week. That'd be fun. Yeah. yeah. Kill me uh, now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I may have watched a little Blu-ray that we got our hands on, but we might want to sit and talk about that when we've both seen it. Yeah, that's fair enough. Well, have, you, have you already watched it once, have you, Psycho Gorman? Hell yeah. Yeah, I haven't had the time yet. I'm definitely going to watch it this week because I want to. I want to watch it normally again once, then watch all the extras, and then I want to get into the free commentary tracks which are on this. Which is, I can't believe they did that. Like I talk about commentaries all the time on this show and how much I love them, and then Psycho Gorman's like, "Yeah, we got you." Has free. <laughs> I know it's mad. I don't even know what they could do. Like, who's going to be on those? I don't. 
you got right. like the director and then like what is it? i hope one of them's just full pg in character that's what i really hope yeah um, that that's what they need to do uh <laughs> but i'm looking forward to it um oh, it doesn't but yeah say, does it no it doesn't say on the back no yeah. <laughs> that's why i'm like what is it <laughs> i just went and grabbed the blu-ray i was like damn it yeah and i was just looking um what is the audio cd as well man so weird. <laughs> yeah, I've got that. Yeah, I've already got it on my PC, so I've got the soundtrack <laughs> now on my phone. Yeah, it's, I, I haven't been listening to it though, because like I say, I want to watch the movie again because yeah. I've only seen it once. So, um, but yeah, it's such an awesome package. We'll get into it obviously in future weeks, but it's um, it's real incredible. Like mm-hmm. obviously, we talk about Blu-rays all the time and the frustrations of region coding and how mm-hmm. it's just absolute bullshit. So to see a, an amazingly made Blu-ray from Canada that's just yeah it's just multi-region you can just play it anywhere yeah. you know no bother like what an amazing thing so then we just get the best version of this movie that's available and we don't even have to care about that stuff it's just completely exactly stressful. it's awesome and like we had to pay through the teeth for it but that's our choice yeah you know? exactly and, like i'm happy I'll to do, do it, it. I'll do it again <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly and it's no, like, honestly, seeing this fine. in hand i'm like yeah. i would have comfortably played pay twice what we paid for this <laughs> yeah. it's, it's incredible it's you know it's one of my favorite movies we've covered and i yeah we'll definitely be talking about psycho gorman again in the future because we've obviously we talked about it on the show but like it's it's worth it you know it's worth talking about um yeah it is but yeah, we watched some Marvel. I guess for people that don't care about Marvel, we'll see you next week. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, spo- and full spoiler alert, I guess, for Falcon and the Winter Soldier, because you've seen all four episodes, haven't you? I have, yeah. Yeah, I was catching up because I was a little bit behind. But um, I wanted to talk about it on the show because obviously we love the MCU and we had so much good to talk about WandaVision because WandaVision was consistently one of the best shows I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like to add nuance to the conversation because i think especially in this day and age and with something that's so extremely popular like the mcu people kind of get blinded by oh yeah it's all just the best thing ever is it and none of it's bad like no that's not how i view these things i've been critical of the mcu in the past there's about six movies which i think are terrible in the mcu but mostly they nail it and so that's why i want to give them credit but Mm. um they haven't nailed it recently for me um with falcon and the winter soldier i think we talked about episode one and the initial excitement which i really liked thought it was a great episode um episode two i thought was the best episode so far i think we got to see obviously bucky and sam together for the first time all their interactions was exactly what i wanted and more just the banter back and forth for these two amazing actors just goddamn hilarious um the action sequence involving the trucks was amazing as well um i thought the kind of stuff they did with oh god i've already forgot his name again it's not elijah and it's not elias oh what is his name kyle lumbry's character who's kind of like the original super soldier um, yeah, I can't think. What it's something like Elias. Oh, it's so frustrating. It's not Elijah. But it's one of those two, but um, or something like that. But I loved all that stuff, um, and I thought they're they're just nailing it. Everything they were doing, and so episode two, I was so hot on the show, and even better than episode one. And then sadly, the last two of isaiah that's it isaiah um loved all that stuff i thought that was incredible and i didn't see it coming and i was like man they're really getting into the the politics of kind of like captain america and Mm. i love it i absolutely love it um and they're kind of like bringing in like current race relations and all that stuff i just thought man they're knocking this out of the park on a whole other level um episode three is when the frustrations really started for me because obviously zemo returned and Mm -hmm. 
I love Zemo in Civil War. I thought he was an amazing villain. Definitely one of the best ones. Um, bringing him back, I was already a bit on the fence to be like, okay, this feels like fan service. This feels like you're bringing back this character whose story, in my mind, has been finished in the MCU. And the way he's the way he was used in Episode 3, I thought was absolutely preposterous. I want to know your take on it because, to me, this was complete and not a fan service. The idea of Bucky breaking out Zemo from prison them going off on this adventure together and letting him kill innocent people in front of their very eyes, I found to be completely farcical. Um, I thought it was purely just because we love this actor. I, I love Daniel Brawl as an actor. We just want to have these three people together on, on our TV show because why not? And story-wise and plot-wise, I thought it made no sense. Um, so I've got other stuff to talk about, but what, what did you make specifically of Zemo in episode three? Yeah, I was, I was the same, like... I love him, and I love the kind of prison, like like um, Bucky with him in prison, and kind yeah. of like him saying the, the 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 words and Bucky's reaction, all of that. But then, like the second that uh, um, uh, like Bucky is is going over like the the escape, and they kind of replaying it as he's kind of as um, Sam is like saying like yeah how ridiculous yeah yeah and like then they're showing it and i was like oh they're not doing this and then when it, yeah <laughs> when it becomes like a trio buddy cop movie mm. with like good cop good cop bad cop um like yeah we're going sam, off an together yeah like the the sam and bucky stuff became annoying because i'm mm. like they can't act like clowns when you've got this this dude here like they have to be like on it because this guy's a, a psycho and like yeah, actual so, terrorist <laughs> yeah so i'm trying to like allow the fact that bucky broke him out of prison i'm like okay let's just believe for one second that he would do that they would be on their game at that point keeping their eye on him and they're still like joking around with each other and doing all of this stuff and then yeah. and then yeah, yeah like he's getting involved in his email as well like he's reacting to yeah, them he's saying yeah. stuff and playing them off against each other and then you've got kind of um the um the the kind of cameo at the end from the 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 lady from wakanda yeah like and i was like well this is just ridiculous because you know that that kind of bleeds into episode four where she's like oh yeah you you want him to do some stuff with okay we'll just let you have him for like 12 hours then yeah i'm like they you know he killed our king mm -hmm. but yeah sure you can have him for 12 hours yeah i'm like bucky had earned nothing to, to let them do that like no. The, the one thing about Wakanda is, is that Wakanda gets shit done, like, that's yeah. in the MCU, and, like, to the point that it's almost overpowered for me. Like, Oh, yeah, like, Vibranium like, and, like, the Black Panther and all that stuff from Wakanda is super overpowered. Like, Yeah, and, and, like, basically Wakanda is just, like, all, like, just wins. Yeah. And I'm like, so the it's second... Far they, the most powerful place on Earth, why an absolute Yeah, mile. so, like, the second they they showed up, they would just tear shit up, and, the fact, yeah. and that, that's what they've always done in the MCU... And then they just don't do it because of this fan service for this character. Mm -hmm. it, yeah, it, it's frustrating. Um, like when we get into kind of obviously, then we get into like the end, of, like the, the the final parts of episode four, and like I, the way he just disappeared when they were fighting was farcical. Oh, I want to um, get back to that. 
like so yeah the episode three was already infuriating and then the the whole madripoor stuff i found to be interesting because it's another fictional place on earth um from the comics and i love that they're introducing these more worlds um like wakanda and so i was like visually this is cool it, got, it looks straight like night city from cyberpunk yeah, and i was like well cool. i was like this is sick but they were barely there um i really liked the way sharon was introduced in this episode as opposed mm. to zemo i thought hers wasn't fan service it made perfect sense with the plot of like hey guess what after civil war when i helped you guys yeah you guys got your fucking um you know uh passes from the government yeah, where was fine. mine like like so captain america just screwed her over like i know you went back in time to marry her mom but like you just screwed her in the current timeline she's now basically a criminal on the run so like i loved all that stuff um and it was so juxtapositioned with zemo who i just found to be preposterous that he was with them um so yeah, yeah and then I when see, that... i could see like cap in the in like the 70s sat there and, <laughs> I, and i've Penny, got something Penny's, what did i forget he's like he's like so my daughter in the future how is she she's like <laughs> you see his face like oh no <laughs> You see, like the Joey reaction gif where his yeah. eyes just go wide. I'm like, oh, I forgot something. It was, I was supposed to give Thor Milner back and do, do all this. I was meant to just put one letter out there. Pardon her, please. Yeah. So that's funny. But yeah, so then when it ended with the Wakanda tease, I was like, okay, this might salvage this because if it's fan service for one episode and mm. then they just straight up murder Zemo yeah, in episode yeah. I'm like I'm down with that so going into episode four I was like okay they need to make up for episode three and they didn't they doubled down on it he was still part of the gang like what you said the fact that he just escaped in this episode so to my knowledge he might not even be in the rest of the series and and Zemo is just now free in the MCU like it's infuriating the way they've used this character i i literally hate it and it's the one choice i can't remember the last time mcu made a choice that like angered me this much character wise because it's just ludicrous and it it ruins bucky he had this amazing relationship with wakanda when they rebuilt him and he's just fucked them over completely for no reason so i'm really annoyed with what they've done with him um yeah it, it really pissed me off um and then obviously episode three and four really has doubled down on the flag smasher stuff that's like the main story now um and i don't find it that interesting i don't know about you I, I find it to be decent but early on when it was that was going on and then sam had his house stuff and his financial problems and then bucky had his ptsd in his list like all of that stuff was interesting in its own way they've kind of just chucked all that to the back even the johnny walker stuff which was more prevalent in episode four thank god than it was because he was basically not in episode three mm. um i'm glad that they're at least bringing him into it and his morality and him taking the serum and now him murdering someone like that has great implications i feel like even though i didn't enjoy these two episodes Mm. they both had great endings which kind of saved them that's Um, the bit for me that 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 ending and kind of what they've done with cap and kind of um you know that that image that's caught on film that's going to be broadcast everywhere in episode five like i'm suddenly like i i care more about his arc than i do um captain uh, uh, falcon and winter soldier oh definitely <laughs> because now yeah i worry that there's only two episodes to tell like, that arc because it's really fascinating like i love the fact that he is um you know he's taken that serum he's just lost his best friend and now he's just done a murder rampage in front of like the the, the general public like mm. How does Captain America come back from that? Yeah. Like, How does America come from back from that? It's mm. yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I, I think that's great as well. I just worried that like the flag smasher stuff's gonna get in the way because yeah, like, you can't just smash someone's skull in, in cold blood with the stars mm. and stripe shield. And mm. like, yeah, how does a country explain that? Yeah. 
Like, yeah, look what they crazy. did to... I forgot his name again. Not Elias. What did you say his name was? <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember it. It's so, like, it's either Elias or Elijah, and it's not either of those. Um, it's, but, um... Every time you say it, then I... <laughs> I know, it's, it's such an annoying Isaiah. thing. Isaiah. I have to, right. like, just forget you talking. Yeah, it's because I'm starting with an E, and I need to remember it starts with an I. That's how I, I remember yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, yeah, like, think about what they did to him, and, mm. like... Now Johnny Walker has done. I mean, literally, he did nothing wrong. Isaiah, he was just at the mm. wrong place at the wrong time. So, yeah, I'm, I'm still excited, but I I wanted to talk about it because I've had frustrations, and I actually thought a bulk of season a series four, um, episode four was just kind of boring. I I don't really like Carly as as a character. I find her to be quite boring. All that stuff at the funeral, mm. I just found it quite boring. So yeah, I'm I'm interested to see where they go because there's still great stuff in the show. I still obviously love most of the characters, but. They've made choices which feel like very TV-ified. Bringing Zemo mm. back and going on this like Mission Impossible Bloody caper cock. with the gang was like such a TV choice, wasn't it? Mm. And, and the fact that he's now just gone with no repercussions because when Johnny Walker was going psycho, I wanted like maybe Zemo to kill Carly and then Johnny mm-hmm. to kill Zemo or something along those lines. And mm. the fact that I'm glad Johnny has killed someone, but he kind of killed like the least rev. Um, yeah. Least just someone random. Character. Yeah. He was like, Carly's like, <clears throat> you know, second yeah. Aunt mate or, or whatever. So <clears throat> the only other thing I guess is the power broker. They obviously have been teasing this for four episodes now. Mm. um i feel like it's really there's only one person it could be but like what what are your what is your take on that is like is that do you think that's an interesting I've, part of the story <laughs> i haven't even really given it a thought to be honest <laughs> yeah because <Like>, <laughs> they just keep saying like this power group broker is like in charge and like they're the main yeah, villain. and i up, yeah i feel like that has to be sharon at this point because she's popped up she's barely been in it and we know that she's working on she's basically a criminal at this point mm. um and so i feel like especially with how they're trying to make the flag smash smashes such a gray area of like well they're not really villains even though they're killing people and all this stuff so yeah i feel like it's going to be sharon I'm, i hope it's not because i feel like that's too obvious but yeah i'm interested to see the last two but i wanted to at least state that it's not all you know oh my it's god not- it's the best thing ever because it just it just I happened think, to be the um, one vision was the best <clears throat> thing ever <laughs> i think i think it's agnes yeah <laughs> yeah see that's us just our, our hangover of how amazing <laughs> one division is but yeah it's fascinating it's fascinating it, yeah, it happened fan, fan service still, um you know at this point yeah it, was, it, it could be literally yeah it could be anyone with the fan service they're doing i'm trying to think who else they could just pluck from like obscurity Red like skull. yeah and killmonger just like bring everyone back who's dead but yeah i, I like i said i just wanted to throw it out there um because yeah, one division was so incredible, and obviously with Mandalorian and stuff. And it's not that we're just some of these like fanboys that just see it blindly. Yeah, it mostly. just happened to be, yeah, and that's that's fine <laughs> at times. But like to me, one division was consistently like at worst an eight out of ten, and, and a majority of the time ten out of ten. This is nowhere near that. This is like yeah, good. this is at best. This is at best an eight. Like oh, hundred percent. I think episode two, which was the best one, was an eight, and then I think mm-hmm. the last two weeks have been maybe like a five and a six at, at best. Like because mm-hmm. there was frustrations, but yeah, we shall see. There's two more episodes um, for them to turn it around. It's been an interesting show. Like it's interesting to see this format as well as like six episodes. Just really isn't that much. So. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like even this bringing in so many, you've already got Falcon, you've already got Winter Soldier, then you're bringing in Johnny Walker, then you're bringing in Carly, then you're bringing in all these other people aspects. You're bringing back Zemo, you're bringing back Sharon. It's like, I feel like they almost bit off too much with the show and they should have just kept it a bit more simple. Um, But yeah, I'm still excited for the coming weeks. Um, 
but yeah that's pretty much it for this week um obviously who knows what we're gonna do in the coming weeks we still have creep show we haven't talked about it and god knows mm-hmm. how long um because i've still been watching it so we've got i think yeah two episodes to talk about by next week we'll have three episodes to talk about nice. um so maybe we'll do a bit of wes craven and a bit of creep show next week we shall see that sounds good to me i kind of feel After like i need week, please yeah <laughs> i need i need like i need to watch some good shit and i really want to talk about hills of eyes let's, do, let's um, do hills of eyes creep show and pg that yeah sounds like, that sounds like a good week to that me does sound like a banger so yeah <laughs> we'll probably do that um but yeah that was episode 243 uh thanks for listening as always and we'll see you again very soon see you later everyone and